two are on Twitter. And Ken is borderline creepy on the gram. Good news. I found your Instagram. Did you see the 90 photos I liked in a row last night at 2 a.m.? Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. to dive deep into the numbers, so I've been excited about this. Uh, we're going to talk a little sports analytics and probably focus mostly on football and analytics. Is joining us now on the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline, Seth Walter. He's a ESPN sports analytics writer, and he joins us now. And Seth, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. So I, I'll start in an ambig- ambiguous manner, and you can take this wherever you want. Ravens sit at 4-3. and three. When you look deeper into the numbers, what do you see from them? I think when you look at the Ravens, one thing that stands out to me is that we really like their offensive line. Our uh, our blocking numbers in both the run and the pass game are pretty strong for Baltimore, and that's you know that's obviously a good sign. When they've had success in the past, obviously their their really good season a few years ago. That's when they had uh, fantastic uh, fantastic offensive line play. So I think that's the key for them. Also, sitting at four and three in this kind of muddled entire NFL, I think you could be in a lot worse shape than Baltimore is. Seth, we talk about receivers a lot in Baltimore, and ESPN recently released uh, receiving tracking metrics. So I guess, first, explain what that is, (laughs) and second, how do the Ravens receivers fare in that metric? Yeah, no, uh, happy to talk about them. So we have these new metrics that you were alluding to, and there's the idea is to break down receiver skills into different attributes. So we have an open score, a catch score, and a yak score. And I'll talk about open score first here for a second. Like people have been using separation over the past few years. We're fortunate to have player tracking data from NFL Next Gen staff. And separation is useful, uh, but it's pretty deeply flawed if the question we're trying to answer is how open is the guy, right? Like if I'm running at you, I'm running a go route, and I have one yard of separation. Am I open? Well, it depends. Like, if, I am, if I'm one yard closer to the quarterback than you, then no, I'm not open. If I'm one yard past you and I'm running faster than you, I'm wide open. And so the idea of open score is to look at the entire context of the play, including what route the receiver is running, what coverage the defense is running, and, and literally figure out how open a player is, whether they're targeted or not. And that's the second key. Then we have catch score, which is, Basically, how likely are you, how often the receiver makes the catch relative to expectations, relative to the attributes of that, of that pass. And then Yak score is the similar idea, right? Once you've made the catch, where are all the other people on the field? Where are you on the field and everyone's relative velocities? And then how much extra Yak did you get relative to expectations? So I know that's a lot, and we put everybody on a 0-99 to 99 scale for all three of them. Uh, but that's that's what that was. That's what that is. You asked about what, what, what you asked about. Well, the like the, the how do the Ravens stack up? Because it doesn't seem like anybody besides Mark Andrews makes any plays for them in the in the downfield passing game with any regularity. Right. So uh, the, so for the Ravens, firstly, they, the 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 receiver tracking metrics they love Mark Andrews. I think that I think that's obvious. Uh, that's that's not just true this year. That's that's been true as well. Rashad Bateman scores fairly well here. He has a 62 overall score, a 63 open score, which means above average, um, and a 65 yak score. Where he's hurt is that catch score, uh, which is just a 44. To me, 
if you're going to be looking for optimism, that's kind of like the split I, w- I would want to see. I would rather a receiver be getting open and hoping that you get some more regression, positive regression, on in terms of their ability to actually complete the catch. We've found that open score, a receiver's ability to get open, is the most stable of these metrics. It's like the most inherent skill. So that's to me, that's fairly positive. Devin DuVernay, uh, just a 51 open score. That's, that's average. It's not bad. It's just average. Well, let's get to the defensive side of the football. You tweeted this out on Sunday, Seth, that Adafe Owe was 10th best in highest pass rush win rates among edge defenders. How has Owe fared in that category all year long? Yeah, that, that has been different from where he's been all year long. So if we look at the entire season, including that strong game last week, Owe is just 38th in the category. So among 54 qualifiers, a 13% pass rush win rate at edge. That's a little below average. So that's disappointing, obviously, if you're a Ravens fan, to get that kind of production. And I do like pass rush win rate because when we look at sacks, it's just one play, right? Like, you know, it's just one play out of every out of every 50, maybe, or out of every 100 pass rush win rate, you're getting more of a play-to-play, you know, sort of feel for the player. Uh, but, yeah, that's a disappointing number for him on the season. Is there any way to sort of try to quantify this team's, speaking of the Ravens, fourth quarter issues? It shows up like you can look at it at Lamar's passer rating. You can look at their overall scoring margins. You know, in that in that quarter, you can look at what they've done holding leads. But, like, is – some of it also just seems to be a collective mindset at times where, you know what I mean, whether it's a decision by the head coach that goes awry, going for a two-point conversion, going for a fourth down. Is there any way to get at that from a number standpoint, sort of, I guess, outside of the knee-jerk way to look at it? No, I think I think it's an interesting question. Like, to me, you can see it as, you can, oh, sure, you can look at numbers and say, well, they've been, they've been worse in this category or better in this category in the, in the fourth quarter. But that's often where I would look at that kind of situation and say, like, splits happen. You know I mean? Like, stat splits happen. And it doesn't mean that there's some sort of inherent, you know, fourth quarter issue with the, with the Ravens. Maybe there is. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm just saying, like, to me, when I see a split like that, I have a hard time believing that there's some inherent fourth quarter issue. And to be honest with you, if I were to put trust a team – in terms of game management in the NFL, like Baltimore would be, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. number one on that mm-hmm. list. We're talking to Seth Walter, ESPN Sports Analytics writer, inside access here on the fan. Uh, I'm curious what your numbers see in Patrick Queen, who played really well Sunday. As he was he dipping early and been rising the last three weeks. What do you see out of him? Ooh, that's a good question. I want. I don't have off the top of my head, but I'm going to vamp while I uh, <laughs> while while I look while I look at the numbers. Real quick, because uh, you know I don't get asked a lot about uh, linebackers and their and their coverage numbers. I think that one linebackers are one of the trickiest positions to quantify. Um, I actually do an analytics survey each year where I ask uh, staffers around the league questions, and I haven't published it this year. But one of the questions I asked was which which position is hardest to quantify, and linebacker didn't win. But I was talking to uh, a staffer that was saying they felt like they 
felt like it was really high up there just because you're sort of you're trying to quantify all these different attributes, right, stopping the run, coverage, pass rush, all in small samples. And at the same time, uh, everything, is, everything is noisy. Maybe you're preventing, preventing numbers or preventing receptions. It's all similar. So when I look at Queen's uh, coverage numbers, they look sort of middle of the road. I think, I think that's been an area of struggle in the past. So that would be um, that would be improvement if you're looking at middle of the road for Queen this year, I think. Well, Seth, the fourth down calls have been a, a hot topic over the past couple of years with analytics really getting into football, and you have the numbers for that. And Brandon Staley, a guy that's uber aggressive, then there's some more old school guys like a Mike Tomlin. I guess how much should you rely on those analytic numbers in the moment or maybe rely on more game flow, feel the game? Well, if you're asking me, I would rely heavily, heavily, heavily on on the numbers. And I think what what maybe the the nuance is that matchup factors can certainly matter, right? Like who you're playing, what the situation is, um, maybe weather, something like that. It can certainly ma- matter. If you're doing this right, I think you're going into that game figuring out uh, that you've got some – this is what we would normally do, but they're for their top corners out. So maybe if it's a longer fourth down, maybe we're a little more inclined to go for it, or maybe our, you know, maybe our interior linemen is bang are banged up, so maybe we're a little less likely to go for it. I think it's fine to consider those factors. You should those those factors matter, but they have to matter. Firstly, on the margins, you know, it's just going to move your expected conversion probability just a little bit. And the other thing is. When people talk about those matchup factors, we only hear about them in one direction. What we never hear from any coaches is, you know, the analytics guys, they told me that we should punt. Uh, I just felt like our guard is better than their defensive tackle. I'm just going to run the – we're just going to run the ball. We're going to get that first. You never hear that second part. You never hear that. And if you're doing it right, you should hear that just as often as an excuse for why you didn't go for it. So I think that, you know, teams like the Ravens, are uh, among the closest to optimal, but there is no coach, no NFL teams that are going for it uh, truly enough, in my opinion. Interesting. Um, I got a a little weird two-parter for you. One, are there any sort of more like analytically inclined stats that you'd like to see bleed more into the mainstream, like we've seen in baseball, right? People start to come around on OPS plus and, you know, just the concept of weighted runs scored, things like that. And then also our producer here has for seven weeks picked football games against the spread for the first time in his life, Seth, and he is two and 19. So I'm wondering about the probability of someone literally going two and 19 against the spread. And then also the analytics sort of mainstream question. Okay. Let's start with the analytics question. The second one is amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, I think some of the ones we've talked about. So I, I'm a big fan of our win rates. I think that uh, they've helped me quantify line play and look at the game totally different. We've had them since, I think, 2018. And, and those have been really, in my opinion, the game changer. Just talking about the game in terms of uh, expected points added, which is instead of yards, which I think is just uh, a basic way to quantify production while including the context of, of down and distance. Um, and using those on a, on a rate stat basis, right? Like uh, my, my ears hurt when I hear someone say like, 
this team is like the fourth-ranked offense when they're talking about total yards per game. That's a, that's a product of so many things that are are unrelated to how good it, an offense is. And the other thing would be, um, uh, yeah, in terms of win probability on fourth down, like mm-hmm. truly thinking about it in terms of what's the best chance to win, or maybe even a better way, like I often like is more thinking about it, say you need a 60% chance to, to convert here to justify going for it. League average is 65%. Are you going to go for it? If you don't go for it, that means that you think that you have a very bad offense relative mm. to relative to the defense. And, and thinking about the decisions in sort of those terms, to me, would help, help uh, you know, folks understand where the numbers are coming from. Okay, 2-19, and 19, that's yeah. insane. I yeah. mean, he I started 0-14, wow. so he's kind of on a he, heater. He was 1-17 last week, Seth. So, yeah, he's riding a heater with 1-2 and two last week. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting hot. God, you know. Okay, so what I would love to do, and I don't have, yeah, I would love. I wonder what the you know, like the p value is, like the chance that it's random. Unless he, like, does your producer have what's the chance that there's an inherent skill to losing against a spread that your producer has? I don't know, but it's it, you know that's that's impressive. That is, uh, <laughs> I would say, it's statistically significant. Correct, like to have that large of a sample size be that one sided. Doubt it. I mean, I I kind of doubt it. Like I, uh, I could be wrong, but uh, I wouldn't. I still would maybe take him down buy a lottery ticket and just do the opposite of whatever he says. I mean, I think that might might be worth a shot. Yeah, he's a mush. Hey, Seth Waller, this has been fun, man. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you later. Yeah, it's uh, Seth Waller, ESPN Sports Analytics writer. 